0: He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden.
1: Well, good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show. And indeed, it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and with you right through until 12 noon. And hopefully you're in a position to stay with me and us here on KCLR uh, until then. Thanks so much to Natalie for easing us gently into our Saturday morning with lots of chat and great music. And of course... The regular quiz there on the show again uh, this morning. Now, what have I lined up for you? Well, I have lots lined up for you over the course of the day, but before I tell you what I have lined up for you, I have to tell you what is lined up for me, and that is such good news because joy to the world! The lovely Ashling MacDonald is back with us this morning um, after her maternity leave. Our producer Extreme, and we're absolutely delighted to see her back this morning and in true style I must tell you she has come back in khaki and gladiator sandals this morning. I know that was always part of what we have. I'm more nautical actually this morning. But anyway it's so lovely to have Ashling back with us here on the Saturday show. She was and uh, is Uh, sorely missed always when not with us so uh, we're celebrating in the Saturday show HQ this morning that's not um, to dismiss the great work that uh, Amy did in her absence and we will miss Amy as she returns to her um, educational endeavours as well so good wishes to Amy who kept the flag flying here on the Saturday show uh, over the last number of months. But Ashling back in residence as this morning. It's that real back to school thing, isn't it? She came back in September. Anyway, we'll chat with her a little bit later on in the show to get an update on how life is in uh, McDonald's HQ. I'm not sure whether uh, I'm just a kind of a nice escape on a Saturday morning. I'm not 100%. But anyway, we'll chat more about that anon. Uh, now it's the Electric Picnic. Natalie is running out the door there to the Electric Picnic and lots more besides. So we're going to chat with Ethan Jackman in just a moment because he is uh, part of the local band uh, The Donnies who took to the stage last evening at Electric Picnic. We'll check. In with him in just a second to see how things are going. Shirley Lanigan, our resident gardening expert, is on a little bit later this morning, but she will be here for a not a little bit later. We're also going to have our resident psychotherapist with us this morning, Mags Bone. All the regulars are back with us this morning uh, as well. So Mags is going to be getting us ready for that whole back to school, starting college um, situation and all of the coping mechanisms around that as well. During the week I came in and we chatted with Richard Cook and uh, Richard was telling us all about his um, four-part TV series which is starting tomorrow evening on Channel 5. That's called The Inheritance. So we'll be touching base with him as well. (coughs) Excuse me. And Helen McVeigh, who is the Director of Fundraising at the Irish Hospice Foundation, will be telling us all about the services that they provide and ahead of their fundraising initiative 100 Miles in October, which they're taking um, to the airwaves to promote. And she'll be telling us all about that. And as I said before the end of this morning's show, we'll be chatting with the lovely Ashling and see how life is um, with two children and uh, all that sort of jazz, and see how she missed us here on the Saturday show. So she'd be preparing a very emotional uh, piece of how much she missed us, no doubt. That and lots more besides here on the Saturday show. Oh eight three three zero six nine six nine six is our dinners ready dot e contact line. We're also on eighteen hundred ninety ninety six ninety six. Should you uh, so desire to give us a buzz as well? <coughs> Excuse me. I was out last evening I must tell you myself uh, not out on the Raz I'll hasten to add I was driving but um, I was at the Watergate where the Cats Theatre company took to the stage with their wonderful production of Eclipsed by Patricia Burke Brogan which gave us a nice insight you know and a not too brutal insight into life in the Magdalen laundries uh, as well so that's running again tonight if you want to check it out I think there's a few tickets available for that so um well worth checking that out for sure and um, yeah it was a nice squad it was so nice to go to the theatre and popped in uh, on the way home to Lyrath and yeah really really nice to uh be out of a Friday night, actually. It was like, uh my God, I felt like a, a teenager all over again. Anyway, more on that, uh, Anon. Let's check and see how life was uh, in a much more um, dramatic sense over at the picnic because we're joined on the telephone line by Ethan Jackman uh, from the Kenny band, The Donnies. Ethan, good morning to you. Now, oh, sorry. Now, hold on till I get this. Apologies. Ethan, good morning to you.
2: Good morning. How are you getting on? Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you now loud and clear. Uh, apologies. I was I was pressing the wrong button there. Um, how are you keeping?
2: I am keeping absolutely tremendously.
1: Why wouldn't you? Because you took to the stage last night at Electric Picnic. Uh, I presume the Electric Picnic is now um, one of the holy grails for, for musicians, Ethan.
2: Absolutely. I mean, especially in Ireland, for the for the rock scene, there's really not really anything a bigger bigger platform for us. You know, it was it was it was, it was amazing. I really can't put into words how great it was.
1: How did you get the gig? How do you get invited to partake in the Electric Picnic, or do you throw your hat in the ring? How did that happen?
2: We kind of just knew somebody who knew somebody more than anything, and sent an email, sent a few emails. And just we didn't we didn't hear anything for a very long time, and then all of a sudden we got an email saying that we got a slot, and here we are.
1: And I presume by uh, getting a slot, then you can stay in for the for the duration as well, can you? you?
2: You can indeed. We're getting we're getting treated like royalty here. We have our own artist campsite, we have our own backstage toilets and everything. It's great. We get weekend passes each, and you know
3: how that's, fabulous.
2: That's not the main thing though. It's it, 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 the music—it's the music comes first, always.
1: And tell me, how did your own gig last night go with the Donnies?
2: Our gig, genuinely, it was life-changing. The energy, the crowd was amazing. We had a massive crowd. I would say easily two two hundred people, maybe maybe more. Not three hundred. All Fabulous. the, the sing along, clapping. We all, me and all the boys, we all had an absolutely amazing time. We all really, really enjoyed ourselves, and I think the crowd really enjoyed us too. Thank God.
1: And tell me, I'm unfamiliar with your your band, Ethan. Do you kind of do your own material? Do you do covers or a mixture, yeah. or well, what did you, What was your set list last night?
2: Normally, we would do say say we were playing in a pub. We do a two hour set. We do kind of a mix of covers and originals. But there last night, obviously, it's a shorter set. We had about 50 minutes, so. We've done, we done one or two covers. We've done uh, the Faces cover, Stay With Me, and we've done a whole lot of Rosie. And then we done... The rest was all our own stuff. So we Rosie. Right so.
4: How
1: gorgeous. How gorgeous. And what did you do after that then? I presume you didn't go back to the artist campsite and tuck yourself in under your duvet well, we after that, going to your backstage toilets.
2: We finished about half four. We actually had another uh, time slot at seven last night. So we kind of go, go, go. But as soon as that was done... You know, we all just kind of relaxed a little bit. Had, had a few drinks, you know, enjoyed the music, had Has a blast. done good times?
1: It was great. And did you head over to Niall Horan? He was there last night as well.
2: I actually did not. We actually spend a lot of our time in Trenchtown. There's a there's a there's a stage called Trenchtown. They're playing reggae music.
1: Oh, lovely, lovely. But
2: and yeah, there's, there's, there's there's loads to do. Like you can, there's there's a bit of everything for everyone, really
1: how fabulous well listen it's a major achievement isn't it to uh, to have taken to the stage at at electric picnic how many is in the band or do you want to name check do you want to name check the band there the yes. donnies the all their families could be listening this morning we know of
5: course
2: actually, i've got two of the donnies here with me if, if you just want to introduce yourselves maybe
5: uh, hello i'm adam drennan the keyboard player for the donnies
1: fair play did you enjoy your night last night adam sorry did did you enjoy your night last night
5: oh it was fantastic easily the best game we've ever played, I think.
1: Yeah, and of course, the the crowd there, uh, Ethan was telling us you had a massive crowd, so of course, there's nothing like the roar of the crowd to serve people on, should there not?
5: Oh, it's something else. It's the big adrenaline hit when you're up there, when you hear that crowd.
1: How amazing, how amazing. What's your plan today then, Adam?
5: Uh, hopefully, I'd like to go around and see some of the acts. and some brilliant acts come up. I think Nick Pyro is playing tonight at some point. And I believe Love Joy as well, so I'm hoping to see the both of them.
1: Lovely, lovely. And that's about it. So not too many scoops then during the day to stay ready for them. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. That's the that's the plan. Uh, thanks. Nice to talk to you, Adam. Who else is, is with you there?
2: I've got Owen here with me. Come here me, Owen. How are you
5: doing? I'm the drummer for the Donnies.
1: Fair play to you. Well you sound like the drummer for the Donnies. There's a kind of a real cool vibe to you, Owen. thanks very much had you a good night last night yeah it was deadly the lads are all telling me it's the best gig ever was it the best for you
5: yeah I think so Um, yeah as Ethan was saying we got treated like royalty I had my own drum riser we had like smoke machines lights I just yeah screens it couldn't have been better like
1: how fabulous and did you get to chat with any of the um, attendees after it
5: yeah, yeah, we hung around for the majority of the night afterwards.
1: How lovely! How lovely! Now we all have this uh, we all have this notion in our head that all these bands at electric picnics they're all getting plenty of shifting and plenty of action after the after the after the show. Were you in big demand last night? Uh yeah. <laughs> well, we leave it. We leave it. We leave it to people's imaginations. After that, nice to talk to you, Owen, and uh, good wishes. What's your plan for the day today?
5: Um. Well, I'm not too sure. Um. I have plans for midnight onwards. Okay. So
1: the day I'm is not sure what the I'm day is free.
5: So I'm gonna go see, um, my old drum teacher. Uh, RSAG uh, Kenny Legend I'm going to go see Peer Pleasure a band that we've played with numerous occasions and um, who else are we going to go see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah As a Granny and um, Tumper, a band called Pumper from Dublin
1: How lovely How lovely Well nice to talk to you and pop me back to Ethan there and I'll uh, sign off then very shortly Nice to talk yeah, to
5: absolutely, you absolutely Absolutely
1: Hello. Ethan, just before I let you go, have, is there an now rash around the pan there for the breakfast this morning or what's the stage of the play? Well, describe describe the area you're currently in
2: to us. Uh, I'm, 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 I am currently sitting in the middle of the tent. We've had pot uh, <laughs> noodles, apples and protein bars for breakfast and a few cans of Dutch gold maybe. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How bad? It sounds fabulous. Uh, so be,
2: before, before, before we continue, we do have two other members of the band that are not here currently. Ocean you know, Conroy, he's off. Getting breakfast, and uh, he's he's our lead singer and our rhythm guitarist. And then our lead guitarist Noel Camden, he's he's gone on his holidays. He played the gig last night, and then he's gone on his holidays now.
1: I thought you were going to tell me that the boys were after pulling and they were in someone else's tent. (laughs) <laughs> no,
2: unfortunately, not yet anyway. No, not no. yet. Well, listen, yeah,
1: yeah. the weekend... The festival is still young. The festival is still young, and if you're having pot noodle and Dutch gold for breakfast, I tell you, you could be on to, uh, you could be on to a winner. Listen, it was lovely talking to the three of you. Congratulations. We wanted to give a shout-out so uh, that you were there last night. The best of good luck. Enjoy the day and enjoy the night, and uh, I'm loving the fact that the whole day is uh, at your disposal. The plans are from midnight on, so I'm sure you'll get up to lots yeah. of lots of uh, fun and development, but uh, my Yourselves and stay safe.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Thanks so much. much. That's uh, Ethan Jackman there, Owen and Adam also uh, joining us from the Donnies as well. Uh, Again, of course, Robert Grace is at uh, Electric Picnic as well, so give him a big uh, shout out as well. He's uh, singing at Electric Picnic as well and uh, fabulous to see that as well. Now, a couple of texts in here as well. Um, <laughs> JJ has been on today Edward if you're looking very nautical how about playing uh, In the Navy by the village people there you have it um I'll see whether you'll determine how nautical I do look, but I'm in the navy and white, a bit of red. Um, now, uh, also, um, oh, here's a lovely text, which I was expecting and waiting for. Uh, a text said, uh, Good morning, Edward. Uh, good to meet you last night at the Watergate. Such a gentleman, as always. Shout out to the cast of Eclipsed. Great performances by all, a mixture of sadness and laughter. And that's from Deirdre to Imelda. And there were two gorgeous ladies that I met last evening coming out of the Watergate Theatre. And um, I did say, they said, say hello to us in the morning. And I'm, I always, unfortunately, I'm not like Johnny Barry. Johnny Barry always had the notebook in his uh, in his blazer and 48 pens for people to write down things. And I didn't. So I did say to the girls to text me this morning. And they duly did. And they were very lovely and very glamorous, of course, last night in the water get the two ladies. So good morning to Deirdre and Imelda and lovely to chat with you um, as well. Uh, a texter says to us... Uh, uh, but when is Sue back? And I think Sue is back uh, a little bit, a little bit later in the month. She's taking a little break after uh, a summer on the airwaves, but she's back a little bit later in the month as well. The Queen Sue, uh, she was here this week, actually. They tell me, um, but uh, she'll be back on air a little bit later in the month as well. Now. Just before we go into the ad break, I mean, what do you do? What do you say? But I didn't want to um, let the show pass without saying it and without acknowledging the fact that, of course, during the last week, the news stories were dominated by um, the fatalities that have happened on the road um, between Clonmel and Cashel and Port Leash, it has been such a horrendous week for um, communities, for families. And for the wider communities you know i was I was worried at one stage that we were all becoming a little bit case hardened you know, and that the the effect and the trauma of what happens wasn't necessarily resonating with us and um I think this week it certainly has it has certainly um sat heavily on so many people who have put themselves in different positions, they could have been the people in the car, they could have been the people getting the phone call so um as I always say, um there's not a single thing that I or we listening can do um about about it only just to think of them and uh, if you're so inclined, maybe say a little prayer for them, but even to think of them and to remember them all and to keep them in our mind um that that in itself is probably enough. that's as much as we can do, but um it has been. A week from hell for for so many people with regard to road, um, road deaths and road fatalities. Was listening to regard on the radio during the week talking about it and the inflated numbers, um, compared to I say this time last year and this time even in 2019. So um, yeah, stay safe, everybody. This
0: Saturday show with Edward Hayden. Easy. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on lyrath.com.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Anish uh, Edward Hayden, Aaron Clore with you this morning. Nice to have your company. OH3306-9696. our contact line as well. I also remind you, if you weren't with us at the start of the show, that the Queen is back uh, with us this morning and the lovely Ashling MacDonald returns from maternity leave this morning as a uh, producer extraordinaire and we're delighted. So there's great excitement in the Saturday Show Towers here this morning. Um I was saying during the break just before the break about the car accidents. Anne has texted us in so rightly and she said, yes, Edward, uh those car accidents are shocking, but let's uh not forget those in Kilkenny, uh, city and county in depression who have died tragically as well, and we most certainly uh won't forget forget them and there's uh, there's such heaviness I think in people's lives, isn't there? Um and And so much trauma, I just feel at the minute um maybe i'm I'm wrong, but at the minute it seems that we've had a summer of trauma, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of sadness and a lot of fatalities and deaths of all different kinds and hues, and as I said before the break, um all we can do is is think of them all and and wish them well, um so yeah, happy to include. So, Anne, in our in our list and in our in our prayers, as I said, if so inclined. Now, uh, hi, Edward. Would you give the Donnie's new release a spin? It's called Back and Forth and it's really catchy. I saw them supporting the stunning last week and they're amazing. They sounded fairly mighty, I have to say, on the radio this morning. So maybe, Aisling, we might uh, do one better than um, giving the Donnie's new release a spin. Maybe we might give them uh, a Cade Mila Falsh to come into the studio, the five of them. Uh, when they're finished uh, at the picnic singing and shifting and Dutch golden and pot noodling and all that jazz. Maybe we might extend a little invitation to the master. wouldn't that be nice? And maybe the five of them might come in some Saturday morning and play live and give us a chat and uh, see how life is so that we can get a look at them and see um, how, how their career is panning out as well. That might be nice to do. So let's do that as well. Let's head over to the telephone line now, a little bit later than normal. Um, for just, uh, We like to keep it fresh here on the Saturday show so you don't get too uh, settled into familiarity. Let's head over to our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan. Shirley, good morning.
6: Oh, good morning, Edward. Good morning, everybody.
1: How are you, Shirley?
6: I'm good. I'm out on the road again. I swear I'm sick of cars at this very...
1: Tell me, Shirley, have you your headscarf on your head and the roof off the car and your pearls on like Tellman Louise? Oh, Edward! <laughs> not quite, Pip. Really. All I
6: can say
1: now is really. <laughs> really, yeah. And that in itself says it all. Um, Shirley, how's how's your how's your road trip? Is your road trip coming to an end? I presume it's summer and early autumn uh, road trip. I presume there's not as much to see in the kind of the the hallowed months of November and December and January, Shirley.
6: Well, I I'll be I I'd, I'd say I'll be still scooting around on. Early October, but to be honest with you, I mean, the gardens at the moment don't laugh, they're fabulous. Yeah, because they're full to the brim with, with things like dahlias and rudbeckias And I have seen dahlias in the last week that I, I needed sunglasses, they were so mad and bright, and huge single blooms as big as dinner plates.
5: Of course,
6: incredibly crazy looking bicolor flowers now. You know, absolutely nutty, but great fun. And all the rain and the wind in the world has done nothing to beat them over. They're very, they, you know, for very fussy looking plants, they can be really very resilient. I would tell everybody, get out to the garden centre and buy what you think is the nuttiest looking dahlia Because you'll have it flowering from now up until the first frost. And then you'll chop the whole thing down to nothing, bring it in and put it in the garage or a dark, cool place over winter. And next year, you'll have a new plant to start you off again. So, you know, even if it costs you like 15 euros, it's a perennial. This will go for years and years and years.
1: And there's not too much mind in Shirley, am I right in thing?
6: I know, a little bit, but not much.
1: That's good, that's good. And Shirley, in terms of your modus operandi then when you're out on the road, I know you're a woman with the notebook in the handbag and taking all of your notes. What way do you do it then? Do you kind of go back to base and do all the writing up and typing up? Or do you kind of do that during those hallowed months of the winter?
6: I do that over winter. But I've also taken like, you know, dozens of photos and I've got dates. Both on the photos and and on my notes, so you sort of you look at the notes in conjunction with the photographs, and they they both they 're both going in the same direction around the garden so the notes that you took at the front gate are the are the the top photographs, so basically you look at the two as you're, as you 're writing up the thing in the winter you, 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 you couldn't there isn 't enough time to write it at the moment because you 'd run out of months.
1: Of course. it'd be in December. So summer and autumn on the road, winter and spring at the laptop. There you go. That's it. That's <laughs> it for sure. Um, now, um, Mary has been on, Shirley, and she's asking you and our listeners in general. She says, Edward, can you ask Shirley and anyone else if they have snowdrops starting to grow? Oh, no. Snowdrops and daffodils. I always have to do that, Thank I know. You?
6: Stop it, it is not spring. <laughs> Put that away until January, please. Um, no. Oh, I think I'd die of shock if I saw a snowdrop coming up now. Are they sure it's a snowdrop? Well... I don't, I, I, I don't want to think about such a thing.
1: Yeah, well, listen, the world is upside down, Shirley, so there could be snowdrops.
6: It certainly is, if the snowdrops coming out. And is it is it the, the foliage or the little flowers?
1: I don't Laura's know. Mary, let start. us know. Shirley is distressed, Mary. Text yeah. in.
6: Send a close-up picture as well so that we can all be equally horrified.
1: There you have it. And WhatsApp that, Mary, to 083306 which is the same number you've texted uh, to. The Autumnal Garden, Shirley. Now, I was looking even, uh, basing my conversation this morning on my own little pots and boxes and everything like that. And I have to say, they're still in very good, Nick. And not too bad, Nick, um, at all. So we might get uh, everything to extend a little bit into the autumn so we don't need to do too much tidying up just yet perhaps
6: No, just nip off the dead flowers nip out the the, 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 the fading foliage cut off anything that's been blown over or snapped in breezes and, and as I say go to the garden centre and bring home <laughs> some of the things that are flowering now perennials that are flowering now because you'll have them for this season and then they'll be back this time next year so it's always a good thing to plan forward and planning forward by buying something that's in flower now is is always a nice idea cyclamen you'll see the cyclamen in the garden center now as well they're flowering away and to bring two or three little pots of those home and plant them uh you know around the bottom of a tree if they're happy in your garden they will multiply up and you'll have a sea of cyclamen in a few years time
1: Mary, has, and, and been on, on Mary yes. has been back on, Shirley. Mary has been back on and she said the foliage, uh, to look at the foliage, they're either snowdrops or miniature daffodils. So it's getting worse again. Mm.
6: Well, I, I'm going to bet that they're not. I'm going to bet that they're not um, snowdrops. But if you took a really close up, close up picture of the foliage, uh, it might be possible to to tell to identify. A lot of the time when you think of when you think of snowdrop foliage it's got a slight matte ever so slightly sort of a cool green like a bluey green as opposed to a, a yellow green and as i say it's usually slightly matte and 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 also not a rounded leaf flattened out
1: so, okay
6: investigate further
1: down on your knees there with the camera, Mary. <laughs> take the photo Mary okay Shirley you're entering now into the rapid fire buzz around phase because I have a good few questions that have just come in and time is against us so uh, rapid fire morning Edward can you ask Shirley what plant and flowers give a really good display in September as my son is getting married next September maybe some scented ones also so this texture wants their garden looking nice next September
6: Well, as I said already, the dahlias, but also rudbeckia, R-U-D-B-E-K-I-A, black-eyed susan, that fabulous orange flower. It's like a big orange daisy flower with the black center. And they hold themselves up really, really well. For a scented flower, you want white phlox,
0: P-H-L-O-X,
6: phlox paniculata, white phlox. And get about three pots or maybe five pots of them and grow them about a foot apart in a sort of an uneven, diamondy sort of shape, close to a path, they'll grow up nice and tall, They'll go to about like a meter, a meter and 20. And the white flowers are flowering at the moment and the scent is divine. Really, really good. And the great thing about phlox is, it, again, if it's happy in your garden, in about two years, three years time, you'll be dividing them and you'll have like twice, almost three times the, 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 the volume of plant and flower that you have.
0: Okay.
1: And then
6: there's... An- Then the other things would be tall grasses, because the grasses are all looking good now. Grasses like um, Miscanthus and Molina and the stipers, the oat grass. Uh, They're really, really lovely. And those grasses planted between things like your phlox and your rudbeckia and your dahlias will give you an amazing um, September show. I have a lilac
1: tree and it's three years old. It's taking over the garden. My garden is small. Can I move it, says Margaret?
6: Uh, if it's only three years old yes I would say you could just make sure you get a decent amount of root the minute when, when you dig it up and if you need somebody to help you with that uh, plant pl- pl- plunk it on top of a sack or into a, a bucket or something so that the root ball stays nice and tight together and get it straight into the ground wherever it is that you're planning on transplanting it to okay. you can do it you can do it as the plant goes down into dormancy over the winter
1: and finally Bernie has been on, my roses have lots of yellow flowers, I did water them well there's now a few roses gone a bit untidy, could I trim off the long bits that hang over, says Burnley
6: Yeah you could, you could um, roses have had a funny year of it. They thought it, they were, you know, they died and to heaven in June because it was so yeah. bright and sunny and dry. But then the, the rain came in July. And so while we all had a really good early show, a lot of the ones that were due to, you know, continue sort of looking fairly good through the summer have been... Mm, They've been really badly damaged. It's been a bad year. So what I would do is, yeah, trim back anything yucky, trim back anything broken, feed, 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 nice big mulch of farmyard manure around the bottom of the plant and basically... You know, wait till next year. You might be lucky. You could get a, a, you know, a last hurrah into the autumn. They can, you know, because it's been such a strange year for them. You never know what's going to happen.
1: I've just sent you a picture, Shirley, that uh, you can have a look at because another texter, not Mary, has said the crocuses are out already in Carlo, and she sent photographic evidence. So there you have it, Shirley. There we must leave it. Enjoy your road trip.
6: Yeah, I know. I just want to say that is an awesome crocus. It's called Colchicum. Okay. And it is supposed to be, it's supposed to be flowering now. It's
1: supposed to be out now. Colchicum. Just in case you thought the world was upside down, Shirley.
6: It's not that upside down. It is, but it's not quite that
1: (laughs) bad. It's not that bad. Shirley, thanks for chatting with us and safe journey. Good morning. Thank you. That's our resident gardening expert, Charlotte Hennigan, There, joining us, trying to set you all, um, send you all on the straight and narrow. Let's take a break. After it, we're joined by um, our resident uh, psychotherapist, Mags Bowen. And I can tell you,
0: she's in Kelly Green. This Saturday show with Edward Hayden. K-C-L-R. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Colkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com.
1: Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Now good morning. You're very welcome back. Um three three zero six nine six nine six. Um, is our Dinners Data E contact line. Uh, a text in here as well. We must get to it. Um and the texter says, Best of luck to our Ashling today, back to work after maternity leave. We're also proud of you. All of our love from the dolls. P.S. Great to hear you too, as always, Edward. I don't know. Now I think the dolls could be only back today. I think the dolls could be after also taking a a six month hiatus from me. I'm not sure. We'll have to uh, we'll have to look at that uh, as well. Um, a question says our listeners at our texter. We need to address seriously mental health services, but where do we begin at a time when uh, so many are you losing uh, their lives? Uh, in particular, in our county, says our texture. Um, as well. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that anon. Um, joined by our resident psychotherapist Mags Bowen, who is in front of me, as I said, in beautiful Kelly Green this morning. I love Kelly Green. Good morning, Mags. Uh, I love
3: her too. Good morning. Everybody. Yeah,
1: and it loves you. Uh, nice to talk to you, Mags. You've had um, a, a bit of a break. You're mm. a great advocate, and I know you told us that before in kind of the, the parameters of a break.
3: Yeah, I really believe in space um, or a break or just, you know, recharging space. And I'm very clear on I do an awful lot of um, mentoring and, and training now. You know, my work is moving into other areas and we need to meet people where they're at in every area of our lives. So whether it's our family or our uh, service users or our clients or our students. And if we don't model that to ourselves first, we're not really being genuine or congruent in our delivery of a service and also to ourselves we're not being fair to ourselves so I do take the month of August off and as I've said before it does take a lot of planning when you're self-employed but I I really really feel that it's it's worth it and it breaks the winter for me personally I just feel that I'm going back and I'm renewed and recharged.
1: Do you get tempted to kind of to do something or to kind of you know answer the call or whatever?
3: I don't get tempted to answer the call because I put the message out that I'm back the first of September Uh and you're kind of diluting that message and that boundary if you then go and make the call but I have to say this year I ended up starting straight back into training yesterday so I did spend a couple of half days preparing um, that training but it was I suppose it's not something I had planned to do but it was nice at the same time to feel I was going to be very organized the first day back Uh but um, yeah I I think it's important but as I said to you before. Every day it should happen, even if it's only for 10 minutes, just to have that space.
1: That space for sure. That's our invitation this morning. Um, we asked you on, Mags, because, you know, September, we're talking about the gardening, but September in itself is a kind of a time of renewal, isn't mm, it? Mm. You know, and I always think it's a less harsh time of renewal than January, do you know, because don't we put ourselves through awful grillings in January and we've spoken about that before as well. But back to school, yeah. back to college, yeah. back to work, back to whatever you want to call it. You know, it it brings um, concerns.
3: Yeah, look, I suppose depending on the stage you're at, you're starting school for the first time in primary school. And there can be excitement and there can be upset and there can be nerves and there can be loss because the parent, particularly maybe for a first child is my... My child is not a baby and they're going to be influenced by more and their world is getting bigger and their circle is getting bigger outside of me. Um, so that can be exciting and challenging. And then secondary school brings its own excitement and anxieties as well. And of course, college, you know, they're leaving home for the first time and um, there's the excitement. And I always feel the week of the leave and search results, you have leave and search results, you have CAO offers or you have, you know, people deciding, OK, I'm getting the apprenticeship. And... We can get lost in that whole high activity um, that surrounds that week. And we kind of forget then that this is a new beginning and a new start and a big change for that young person and the family at large.
1: And it all happens in a slap, doesn't it?
3: Oh, look, it's just such a busy, busy week. And I often see it because, you know, I'd often say to people, I'm so glad that I'm a parent as well as a therapist because I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. But you can get caught up in the hype of the results and the hype of the offers. And it's only maybe when things settle down, you look and you recognize actually in the middle of this now is a young person who's facing the unknown Mm -hmm. and they may have anxieties or fears. And I may not have given them the time to really look at that before they go because we got caught up in buying duvets and cutlery and everything. Yeah,
1: so. and also, you know, whilst you and I and many will know that it's not forever and nothing is forever, there is a sense when you're kind of filling in this form, when you're opening that envelope when you're kind of trying to decide on the choice or the options, you know, I think young people could be convinced this is forever, you know, and that in itself is daunting. Whilst is. you and I might know that there's always another another way around
3: It is and I suppose I think it's becoming more um, okay if you like or more acceptable for people to say now that look it's not for everybody and sometimes people do go in and start a course and then realise maybe it's not for them Um, and whilst it's disappointing and yeah at times it can be annoying for people if, if money has been spent but nothing is forever and sometimes people go and decide that they change courses or that it's not for them so that's all part and parcel of the college experience and I think that's something that people learn as you move through it um, that it's it's ups and downs but you know particularly for college experiences the students are adults in age and under the law but in terms of their development they're still not fully emotionally developed so no more than Shirley talking about the garden you know pruning is still happening okay all the time and I think sometimes we forget that once they're 18 or 19 and you say oh, they're grand and then you look and you think okay they're still developing
1: and as we take a little break we remind ourselves that pruning always brings great regrowth
3: oh absolutely um,
0: this Saturday show with Edward Hayden KCF. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com.
1: Now, you're very welcome back. We're joined by our resident psychotherapist, Mags Bowen, who's guiding us through the whole back to school, back to college. Mags, if I can, we might look at, we might break it into three different sections just for for, for clarity because people are at three different stages. Absolutely. Absolutely. Starting school, that whole, that the primary experience, you know, if we look at, we say, starting school, I mean, there's so many different stages of progression, even in primary school, isn't there? Yes. To move up from yes. the baby infants to junior, to move from junior to the big school, all of that. Um, like, for many, it's not, am I right, I'm not a parent, as I, as I always preface it by saying, um, is it as daunting? I see my little nephew started mm-hmm. now during the week and he had... A whale of a time, and he was kind of enthused yeah, by by yeah. you know whether you bring cucumber or strawberries for your for your morning break.
3: Yeah, and most children have had the experience now of the play school, the Montessori. They might have been in creche before that, but it's really down to the individual child. You know, we all respond to change as individuals. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, and children are the very same. So, you know, you may have three or four children in a family, and you may have had a very different experience with each of them. I think preparation is key. That it's not going to uh, offset or uh, remove that um, challenging first morning or first week if it is going to happen. But prepare and talk through and plan and invite the child along that journey that you're going to buy the school bag and you're going and you're trying on the uniform. And you do invite, actually. And I think sometimes as parents, we're afraid to ask, what are you afraid of? Because sometimes people have the notion that oh, well, should that would well, give them the idea that they should be afraid But in actual fact, you're exploring any sort of an anxiety that may be brewing. And it's really, really important as well for parents, particularly of junior infant children. And I say this to my clients' parents all the time. Don't leave your expertise outside a school gate or outside a therapist or outside a doctor's office. As the parent, you know your child best. So, you know, if you do see anything in change of body language or facial expression going in the gate, don't be afraid it's not going to sound silly it's really valuable information for a teacher to have to say look he or she seems fine but mm, I don't know it's just kind of a look there now this morning and I'm Mm -hmm. beginning to wonder and you're walking out the door then feeling as calm as you possibly can because you've given over all the information and you're trusting the space that the child is in.
1: I presume in all the settings, that one in particular as well, you know, we're now, um, I suppose, surrounded by a multiplicity of learning difficulties and and different forms of learning and different forms of, of challenge yes. in the classroom as well. I presume if you're the parent of uh, a child like that, that comes with an extra worry.
3: Of course it does. And, you know, for the parent to walk away without giving over the appropriate information that they feel a teacher or a service provider should know you're walking away with a burden that you really shouldn't be carrying and it's gold for any service that your child avails of to have as much appropriate information as possible so your child's needs can be met in the best way.
1: And have the conversation with the teacher.
3: Uh, Can we move in? And I know we're giving
1: a whistle stop tour. Can we move up to not to college, to secondary school? Because that's a big step. And I think at that stage, and again, this is only my own experience from working with younger people. um, We're now conscious of our look. We're conscious of our body. We're 13, we're 14. Mm. We're starting to grow. We're starting to fill up or fill out and, and all of that. And what other people think of us. Yeah. I think is now becoming more important, Oh, aside from the learning aspect of, of, of the yeah. school.
3: No, without a doubt. And I see school refusal or school hesitancy or school reluctance happening in secondary schools all the time, much more than primary school. You know, you will have the tears at the gate or the thir- tears at the door in primary school, but the child generally can be regulated, can be soothed, can be brought down to um, an emotional state that they can go into the class. Secondary, it can be a different ball game. And I think for parents, a lot of parents feel I'm the only one. I'm the only one that is having, you know, I'm stuck and I don't know what to say or I'm having blue murder and then I feel awful. But um, school hesitancy or refusal is very, very common in secondary school. And it does come around the whole identity piece. What will people think of me? How do I look? Um, I can't just manage the pressure if somebody gets cross.
1: Okay. And just in terms of um, like the bullying piece around mm. it as well, you know, because relationships, and I'm not talking even about, you know, a loving relationship, but the relationship exchange in secondary school then becomes perhaps more fraught and bullying and all of that yeah, comes well, into the, the picture.
3: change because everybody is going through the stage of adolescence. You know, adolescence starts at 12 or 13 and continues to 23 to 25. So There can be very strong personalities, there can be personalities that withdraw a little bit when they're under pressure. Um, But again, and I I would say to parents, you know, feed the appropriate information through the guidance counselling service or through the year head. And time and time again, I hear, are you kidding me? He or she will have a fit if they know that I have contacted the school. But, you know, as the parent, you can make a confidential call and say, I'd prefer if this wasn't advertised and I'm not going behind my son or daughter's back, but I just feel it's important that you know this, that there's an anxiety brewing here and um, I'm hearing every night that they're finding it difficult to go into a particular class because of a particular dynamic in the class. And again, if schools know that, um, that's part and parcel, unfortunately, of what schools have to deal with now as well as the educational aspect. That's very, very useful information for schools to have. And as the parent, you feel, I'm really trying to manage this the best way I can. Because you can feel lost as a parent when your child becomes older. They you know, will you leave me alone? Will you stop on at me? Don't you dare contact the school? but do you to,
1: take we, your foot off the pedal a bit as a parent? Do you kind of think well, I'm after you know minding them now yeah. bringing them right through the sec- for the the primary stage, you know they're kind of I can mm. relax a little bit
3: I don't think the foot necessarily can be taken off the pedal, but I think that invisible string or that umbilical cord, if you like, is loosened slightly but. As I say to people, one week you loosen it and the next week you have to pull it tight Uh because you're constantly watching and you're giving a little bit of leeway and a little bit of responsibility and freedom. And then there's a decision made and you think, oh, no, we pull it back in. So it's it's um,
1: it's such a it's such a joy, but such a complex job to be a parent, isn't it? I watch parents and I think it's it's so complex.
3: It's a joy, absolutely. And it's busy. You know, and I suppose it's not, and it's certainly not taking your foot off the pedal. But it's, it's that accelerator. You know, your your foot is harder some days than others. Um, can,
1: can I ask you a question? And, and, and time is tight. We'll come to the news a little bit late, Angela. Apologies, but um, the decisions around you know secondary school. There's a lot of decisions going on. Do I let John sleep over at Jimmy's house? Do I let Mary go to the disco on her friends? Do I let her get ready in her friend's house? Do you know? Do I let Mary's mother collect her and bring her back to her house? How do you kind of navigate all of those?
3: Yeah, in 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 a minute. In a minute. (laughs) Okay. In primary school, you're meeting parents at the school gate, and you get a sense of where people are at in terms of what's allowed and what's not allowed, and the boundaries are lack of boundaries in secondary school I think particularly in first year um, and into second year it's really important not to be afraid to pick up the phone particularly in small towns you know like Uh, the first day I remember with each of my fellows at open nights
1: show the house of men
3: you'd meet people that you would have been to school with Uh, or you'd say oh that's who I heard you know Johnny's name and I didn't realise don't be afraid to pick up the phone and say look I'm just wondering what are you thinking about this disco what's the plan for your house tonight then you have a network. doesn't necessarily have to be advertised and it's not going behind your child's back but you are trying to put a framework and a structure in place that keeps them safe. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and say look, I'm being told this is happening um, I'm just wondering, is that what you're hearing or would you collect them and I'll drop them out? Um then the kids can have appropriate freedom. Then they can have the fun and they can enjoy. But at least there's parental boundaries and some bit of comfort because otherwise we're lost as parents. And if we're lost as parents, eventually the kids feel the ben- the, the effect of that, not the benefit mm. the yeah, yeah.
1: of that. Um, and again, of course, singing off the one hymn sheet is is, is important from a parental point of view. Absolutely. Mags, unfortunately there, we must leave it. Uh, it's, a, it's a mine of information that, that you have. And again, it's a, it's a time of great worry and great, you know, um concern for for parents and no doubt uh, children But also uh, lovely
3: to see them growing and flourishing and moving forward. Of course. And that has to be
1: embraced. Totally. It's exciting too. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a break and we're going to go over a little bit late and she won't mind because she's so nice. Angela Doyle. This Saturday
0: show with Edward Hayden. With thanks to Lyrath Estate, Kilkenny's luxury hotel. Perfect for spoiling yourself. More details on Lyrath.com.
1: And now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Edward, you were in flying form uh, at the Tolo show. See you very soon from the dolls. And those are my Rahana dolls. And I hope I will see them very soon for sure. Um, we have another couple of texts in here. Edward says, The Texture, can you put it out there as to why, in the space of six weeks, the diesel has gone from 150 ish to 180 per litre? Uh, It's just going up and up per week, regardless of the excise charge. This country is a robbery and a joke, says Declan. They'll give you 200 euro off your electricity bill in the winter, and they are giving us nothing as they are charging us at the pump. To pay for it, the robbing Peter to pay Paul says a texture there as well. So thank you for that text. Uh, Marion has been on and she said, Edward, I read somewhere it was Dana's birthday the other day. She's the big seven o. All kinds of everything we will always remember her for, for sure. And it's so funny. It's like a kind of a little uh, a little um, rash or something that I have because every time someone texts in for Shirley about snowdrops, I always have to say snowdrops and daffodils it's just something I think it's in my DNA anyway lots coming up in this hour of the show including a little bit of uh, detail on the blue light parade and the static display which is coming to us at one o'clock today in Kilkenny City But before all of that, back at the start of the year, we saw Kilkenny turn into Hollywood, if it's not offending you, as cameras and actors took to the streets to record the brand new TV drama, The Inheritance, that begins this Monday at 9pm on Channel 5. Now, during the week, producer Richard Cook popped in to have a chat about the drama and filming on the streets of Kilkenny. We had a lovely chat and here's how we got on. I suppose, firstly, many people will know your association or your long association with all things Kilkenny and, of course, Kilkenny Festival City. Tell us about how it all began uh, with regard to your festival involvement.
4: Oh, well, that's an, I haven't thought about that for quite a long time. But it, the truth of it is, I suppose I was doing a three-handed version of Gone with the Wind in Dunleary in the Lambert Puppet Theatre In 1991, and John Clear came in to see the show. Uh, Just, you know, I don't know why, but I think he was looking at possible shows for Clear's theatre because the Watergate didn't exist at that point, so it was just Clear's. So he rang me and he invited me down to Clear's to take the show down there for four performances. And we did a deal, I think it was £150 per performance. And I'd never been to Kilkenny before. And I got the bus, I came down. We did the show, and I fell in love with Kilkenny. That's the boss and the bug. <laughs> the boss and the bug. Yeah, and that, and that, and that's the truth. I mean, from the moment I got off the bus, that expressway coach, I just felt there was something quite magical about the place for me. Mm. And I felt a kind of a, a strange um, connection with the place, a warmth. And then you look back in the history and the Anglo-Norman involvement and my English background, and I thought, well, maybe this is somewhere I can set up a theatre company. And so that's what... I did. I set up Bickerstaff with Lynn Cahill in 1992-93. And that began a lot of shows in clears. And then I was watching the Cork Jazz Festival on telly, on a small telly in the Spires where I was living. And I saw the jazz festival on and I thought, what could we do in Kilkenny that's not here and that's not being done anywhere in Ireland? And I thought, why don't we do a stand-up comedy festival? So I asked a friend of mine to go to Montreal because it was a big one there. And I went to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival and saw what it was like and thought this would work brilliantly in Kilkenny. And that was in 1994. So the first Cat Laughs happened in 1995. Um, And I suppose the Cat Laughs was a huge, huge thing. I mean, I suppose it was the beginning of something much bigger than I'd ever been involved before. I'd done... The two years before Cat Laughs, I'd done the Confederation plays. I'd done Macbeth at Kilkenny Castle, an open air production of that, and followed that up a couple of years later with Much Ado About Nothing. And I really enjoyed the scale of those. So I kind of wanted to test myself on scale. I wanted to have something that was connected to theatre, which was my first love. And after all, stand-up comedy is a person and their ideas and a microphone. It's like Thespers from his cart. You know, there is a connection, very strong connection with theatre. So I wanted it connected to what I loved. And I wanted it of scale, which it was. And I wanted something that could be popular, which it turned out to be. Mm. So... That was Cat Laughs. We kept going with, with stuff, And then much later on, Kilkenomics came about and then Subtitle, which is the film festival.
1: Absolutely. And of course, uh, before we get on to Subtitle, the, the, the Kilkenomics is kind of a conflation, or further conflation of all things, with a bit of business and economy thrown in for good measure. Yeah,
4: precisely. I mean, I thought one of the things about good stand-ups is that they're able to take big ideas and make them accessible mm. to an audience. And that's why they're popular. So I wanted to take economics, which is, which is kind of constructed very often to be, I think, quite purposefully confusing. And then if you had uh, stand-ups hosting these shows and hosting these economists, and we had a little bell where they would ring it if they got to, it's like, no, 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 you've got to talk much better than that, time <laughs> out, stop that. Um, and it just, the format worked really well. Actually, the comedians were the ones who were most nervous because they were going, I, I won't understand what these people are saying. And I'm saying, well, if, 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 if you don't, we don't. So that's the whole point. So I was really proud of that format, and I think it did – it certainly clarified a lot of what was going on at the time. And we got all the economists, of course, to dress casually, and we asked the comedians to dress up in suits and stuff, so to kind of reverse expectation – and I, I, I yeah, I, I was I was pleased with it. Um, and then David has taken on with Nisha and then they've run with, I'm not involved anymore because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing other things now.
1: Isn't there something quite embraceive though about the, the Kilkenny people, those that are a resident therein and those that flock to Kilkenny, they really will accept what's put on the platform in, in front of them and are very uh, open and embraceive to, to the different offerings that we have well, to, I, to kind of to the scale that we have them I, now. Edward,
4: I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I think one of the interesting things things that I have found ever since I've been here is it's what I would call sort of culturally neutral. There aren't people trying to impose their ideas on you. Yeah. They're very open to your ideas. So for instance, Catlas, if I tried to do that in Galway or Dublin or Cork, I think it would have been difficult to get it away because there would have been a lot of cultural permutations of other people's interests. Whereas in Kilkenny, it was like, sure, yeah, do you want do you want my place? You can have it. it, it what Kilkenny sometimes doesn't have is that sometimes they sit back in the pocket a bit. So it's like they don't necessarily drive you forward with with, 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 with what they do, but they're very open. If you have an idea, they'll embrace it, as you say. Mm. And as a good segue into the inheritance, that's exactly what we found when we came down here. Like they weren't jaundiced in the way that a lot of... You know, if you're making the inheritance in Dublin or Wicklow or even Cork, it's like, oh, the film people are back, you know. They're bored with it. They they, they it's more disruptive in their view. Whereas here they were going, it's it's great, it's something new, it's different. There's Gaynor Faye, there's that guy from Downton Abbey. Oh, there's yeah, her yeah, from yeah. Downton Abbey, there's Mrs. Doyle, and <laughs> like it's all and it's kind of generates a kind of a, an excitement within Kilkenny itself. And also then that feeds back into the actors who go, I feel like People think this is quite special and therefore they become even more committed to the work.
1: Mm, absolutely, like that musical, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, I was really, um, I suppose, thinking a little bit in advance of our conversation over the last day or so around inheritance. You know, mm-hmm. and whilst inheritance is, you know, a universal phenomenon, there's something very Irish about inheritance, mm-hmm. isn't it? In there terms is. of whether it's land or finance, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's people think it's it's rights or entitlement or you mm-hmm. know the mm-hmm. first child or the mm-hmm. last child, there is something that's really embedded. It into our psyche tell us about the kind of the, the story well, it's because a very course, good point. It's going to yes. be on, on, on Monday night on
4: Monday night and I think you've absolutely you've, you've hit the nail on the head but I think what's interesting is you know that when you can describe what your TV series is about very quickly and very easily uh, that you're onto something, when people go, oh, hang on, I know somebody just like that, or I know who that has happened yeah. to, or that has happened to me. The
1: next door neighbour got yeah, exactly, done. exactly, <laughs> got
4: done, or somebody came into something yeah, they didn't yeah, expect. Yeah. Or, I mean, essentially what happens is that you see a, a superficially close family and their father dies uh, unexpectedly, and they assume that the house and the money is going to come to them, and it doesn't. It goes to somebody that none of them know Or maybe one of them does know. We're not sure. But the point about it is that the inheritance, and they all need the money for various reasons, they assume they're getting it, and then they're not.
1: Talk to me about um, the difference with regard to film and putting together or constructing a piece like this because obviously you, you mentioned earlier on about theatre and you know a lot of times in theatre it plays out in, in live real time or, or, or near enough to that <laughs> I suppose with film there is the opportunity to kind of to and break to be bi-locational you know to kind of have a different vibe a different uh, series going on is that a challenge or an advantage to with regard to getting the narrative across
4: Yes it's very interesting because you mentioned narrative just there you can change the narrative in film you can reshoot anything you can take a different direction you can re-edit i mean i think what i love about film is that you're in there for 90 minutes or two hours or however long it is and that journey is from beginning to end i think television has had its moment for a lot of reasons and good television is fantastic but we are watching television you can press pause you can go make yourself a cup of tea come back you can get distracted by a phone like in the cinema you're locked in so i think you know, and then when you're making something for Channel Five, not the BBC because they don't have ads. So when you make an hour for the BBC, you make an hour. But when you make a commercial hour for ITV or Channel 5, you're actually making about 43, 44 minutes because the rest of the time is made up of ads. Mm-hmm. So what you've got to focus on then, it's quite like maths or geometry because you've got to go in with a kind of a hook and then you've got to come back. Then your second ad break, you've got to go in with another hook to make sure they don't zap over to something else. So it's quite hooky. You've got to make sure that all of your ad breaks have contained in them, something that's going to hook the audience back in after the break. And that's quite difficult, you know, because you don't have much of a measure of, of, of time to to get that. You've got maybe 8, 10 seconds, 15 seconds either side. You've got to hit your ad break, which means you've got to hit a piece of the narrative, which is quite hooky, and that can be also difficult. So it's, it's not easy, and those people who... And then you've got to have your recaps, what happened before, what's coming up, mm. those kind of things. They happen quite last minute because they're not what you might consider when you're thinking about filming. You're not considering it, but actually... They're very important, for sure.
1: Uh, with regard to the cast, then, uh, and uh, and the location, because what we haven't said as yet is that uh, Kilkenny would be well featured in this uh, in this series. As well. I think yeah. we we'll say yeah. Uh, tell us about the setting then or can you can you
4: reveal or have we to tune in? No, no, no. I think I can definitely reveal that the whole of the, the show, I mean, obviously Widow's Peak and um, uh, which was a Circle Hugh of Leonard and Circle of Friends were shot in Inishtig. That's right. For, that's film, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe this is the first TV series ever to be uh, shot in Kilkenny in the city and also in Inishtig. And I, I have to say, so what we were going for, and what we've, I think, achieved, is kind of um, an anonymous North of England market town. That, that's effectively what. So, in other words, you, you, if you're not from Kilkenny and you're watching in England, you're going to think this is somewhere like in Doctor Foster or something. It's, it's a, it's a place we can't, we don't know where it is, we mm. can't recognise it, but it feels authentically England. You're waiting for Vera to come over. <laughs> <laughs> there. <hill. laughs> <laughs> they are. They're waiting for Vera. Uh,
1: with regard to the cast then of course, a lot of the cast are kind of well known. Is that important um, Richard when kind of uh, putting together a, a piece like that? I mean again, there's the kind of the, the eye candy if you like in terms of uh, Rob James Collier yeah. uh, there as well. So yeah. maybe that's maybe that's your hook
4: that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure it's a picture of him before yeah, you yeah, cut yeah, to yeah. your outbreak. I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a very good point because people generally, whether it's movies or television they don't say who wrote it who produced it they tend to say who's in it mm. and, and i think in a way it's very important we've learned i mean my background is from from actors i've represented a lot of actors over the, over the years and and you realize that once you've finished editing and your show is going to air, you need the actors to promote it and and you need people to want to tune in and obviously actors are your key selling points aren't they so actually investing in your cast uh they obviously have to be good actors but if they're popular actors it makes a huge difference when it comes to visibility because essentially you want, you're basically saying watch Channel 5 over ITV or Channel 4 or BBC and the reason you do that often is oh I know the, oh they're oh yeah I really like those those actors Absolutely. Absolutely well I'm not
1: sure of your capacity to get all of them to promote but I know there's one of them that you can kind of yeah. press the flesh a bit more to, I, to I kind can. of say give it a plug
4: there. <laughs> yeah well I, obviously Pauline is uh, you know she'll use her socials uh, but but I I suppose the cast actually it's interesting because they have to to work up a a sort of about six weeks out from the show. Each of the lead cast have to write a little bit about how they got involved, what their experiences were, um, a bit about the plot, a bit about themselves. And all of them talked lovingly and in glowing terms about their experience of working in Kilkenny, all of them. And it's really something that stands stands out. And it's something I think that we feel very proud of mm. um, because you take a risk when you take something to Kilkenny. And not, not the risk is, is more a financial risk because you're taking something out of the, 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 the central kind of station of where stuff is made. And obviously you have to put people up and you have to pay per diems and you have to, you know, all those things. They're expensive. Mm. But the payoff is huge, I think, because you're actually showing locations that have never been seen before. And also you get this, what we touched on before, just about this atmosphere that you walk into and the feeling that somehow we're working on something quite special. And we definitely felt that from beginning to end. I think the cast felt that. We felt that as people working on it. I think the the crew felt that. And you could really sense that, like, okay... I've done lots of TV in my life, but I know that I'm onto something that's a little different in this quite magical place. A lot of people hadn't been to Kilkenny before, and Kilkenny works its magic. It does its thing. It has that it has that charm.
1: Uh, Richard, in conclusion, um I suppose, you know, if you're the actor or the director or the the um the cameraman or whatever, your job is very specific and it's very well uh, uh ordained in advance what mm-hmm. it's going to be. Yourself as the producer, you know, it's kind of like the, the conductor albeit of a, a, a of a very um large orchestra. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of balls in the air and with that of course comes lots of responsibilities and mm-hmm. risks that you've that you've alluded to as well. Talk to us about how you, how you met that challenge on this particular production.
4: Well, I think the, the biggest challenge always uh, for producers is, I mean, there's lots of challenges, but the main challenge usually comes back to money. Okay. And essentially, you have a budget and you're spending 80 to 90% of it in six weeks. Now, if you are spending the guts of two and a half million euro in six weeks, If stuff starts to go wrong in one part, the rest tends to follow. So there's this old phrase, you know, the train has left the station. When the train leaves the station, if it's not stable on the tracks, it's only going to get worse. It doesn't get better. So preparation, pre-preparation, they're really important. How you set up, getting good people, you know. Not necessarily massively experienced in the field, but good, reliable, honest, hardworking people, which is what we did. We got a great team of people. We didn't have huge amounts of experience, but we knew we had each other's back. We knew we work hard. We were reliable. And buy into the project. And buy into the project. Mm -hmm. And I think that that filters then. And then everybody takes some comfort in that. But you've got to be smart and you've got to make some tough decisions as well, things you can do, you can't do. You know, you can't have this, you can't have that, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, we can afford this, we will afford that. And it's about those things. But it's like anything, is the the the, the 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 cliche, you know, prepare to fail, fail to prepare, those those kind of connections. If you prepare very well and you know, what you're doing and how you're doing and if you have your scripts in good shape so you can actually plan how you're going to film it a lot of times scripts aren't quite ready when you start that's problematic because then the script four comes out and it's like oh we have another location to worry about we need extra two or three days we have extra characters have come in hell we don't have the money for that so i think having the scripts in really good shape having a great team and a great cast and you have a chance And that's what we had on this.
1: Well, listen, I'm really looking forward to seeing it so we can let everyone know that it's starting this Monday evening on Channel 5 at 9pm and running for four consecutive Mondays after that. Four
4: consecutive Mondays. And just on that, so on our Instagram, Peer Pressure Productions, uh, you'll see all the updates and stuff. They'll all be there. But also, usually Channel 5 run just four days. They do it day, 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 day. Okay. So giving us weekly uh, is, is a real accolade, I think, because that basically puts you up against all the other channels. But it also gives uh, great oxygen to publicity because they'll be selling it for four weeks as opposed to four days.
1: Absolutely. Well, listen, we're really looking forward to it here. Thanks so much for coming in to chat with us. Uh,
4: listen, thanks so much for
1: having me. You're on. very welcome. Can you wish Tracy. I'll try it again with my good teeth. Hi, Edward. Can you please wish Tracy Derner and Damien Dayson? Jesus, that is hard to say. Uh, well, on their wedding day today, from Buddy Barry, uh, who is a good friend, there's a lot of alliteration in that sentence. But nonetheless, we wish sure. them, we wish them all uh, well. Uh, another texture is clarifying a point because uh, Marion texted in earlier on to say that she thought Anna was seventy. Anna's actually seventy-two. Uh, she was born in 1951, says our texture, who's enjoying. This morning's show. Let's um, head over um, to our next chat and of course we're delighted to be joined by Garda Andy Neal who's with us today to tell us all about um, the National Services Day which is on today. Andy, good morning to you.
7: Good morning, Edward, and delighted to be in here again. I yeah. must
1: open by saying you've brought your friend. Yeah. yeah, Cara.
7: yeah Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard tell of recruitment. He didn't come from Templemore. <laughs> no, he certainly didn't. Uh, that's Sergeant Edward Bear or Ted, right? And he's... Uh, it, a lot of people have asked psychological questions about me. They said, um, if, uh, if you had a teddy bear as a, as a uh, mascot... Uh, why did you have him promoted above you? And there is a question so he's already promoted above me I've been in the job a good number of years so I suppose I have to ask myself questions there. Well he has
1: a grand torch so I don't see a torch with you so maybe that's the difference. Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. Look he's got that air of authority and uh, you'll see him on our Facebook page later or you'll see him at our stand at the emergency services parade. For sure.
1: Which is what we've invited you in today Mm. because today as you said... um, Kicking off at 1pm in the city, we'll see its second National Services Day blue light parade and static display. Give us that in English, Andy.
7: Yeah, right. First of all, these aren't all over the country. There's a big one in Dublin, I believe. And so they're only in a few locations. So we're very lucky to have it. So what we, when we say emergency services, we're all blue light. So first of all, participants, Edward. So so it's a massive parade and I'll give you the participants and I'll give you the route. So it's ourselves, obviously. Civil Defence, who... I'm sorry, I have to... Civil Defence and the Fire Service locally... Are we Simple. work hand in hand the whole time, and through very tragic times recently, of course. Mm. You know, in recovery operations too. So, uh, civil defence. We've got the uh, prison service. We've got the coast guard. We've got the guarded dog unit. Uh, we'll have um, we'll have search and rescue. We'll have mountain rescue. We'll even have uh, customs, and we'll have the customs dogs. And so. Basically, all the celebration, it's a celebration of for all the blue light and emergency service vehicles. We'll be heading from Killing Hill at 1 pm and we'll be going on a route using what I still call the Ring Road extension, with showing my age going down to the Coma Road roundabout. Yes, push. yep, and heading in there in through Coma Road and um, uh. Past McDonough Junction, down John Street, and eventually culminating in the Castle Park, where big old static display. Chance, bring your kids seriously. Uh, Loads of vehicles. Because kids,
1: of course, love guard cars and fire engines. Oh yeah, and And and
7: and the personnel are all there. You know, I mean. You see us, uh, we're probably a bit boring at this stage because you see us on a regular basis, but some of the other services that are going to be there uh, are really, really worth turning out for. Uh, Looks like we're getting the weather as well, Edward, are we? It certainly does. It certainly
1: does, looking out there as well. So we'll have our own picnic at the
7: castle today. We'll have our own picnic. And you know what? This is a picnic you um, you won't have to queue three hours to go into. There so there it so dirt has the advantage, you know. So any of you who aren't lucky enough to be sleeping under canvas uh, this evening, uh, you can come along to this.
1: Well, we were talking to a fellow earlier on who was playing at the Electric Picnic. So he had Dutch gold and pot noodles for his breakfast. And he wasn't telling us whether he got a shift last night. So it's not too bad.
7: <laughs> I was actually talking to my brother, right? And he does photography and PR work for Rick Astley. So, obviously, he gets Rickrolled the yes. whole time, yeah? And and he was over from the, and, and, and he's over today. And I remember a big kerfuffle. He was on, kind of, my brother rang me, Rick's lost his passport. Rick's lost his passport. I said, what airline is he? Aerolingus. I said, I think he's actually okay. I think it's just a, a driver's license. Yes, we'll or, get him. Yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I was trying to think of all the memes if Rick Astley got stopped up got stopped at Dublin Airport and couldn't come to the picnic would it be never going to give up or we don't know (laughs) but anyway I presume he got there the lines write themselves. Mm.
1: Uh, people can, of course, join on this parade as well to as spectators and then meet at the kind of final point. Oh. I just said, Andy, and have the few pictures and whatever. Yeah, so it will and be Literally a, a few spectacle. hours.
7: Yeah, up to five or six o'clock this evening. And, you know, there's always someone selling uh, ice creams nearby. And, you know, so look, uh, I know some of the stands have uh, have the odd freebie and little keychains and all that kind of thing. So, so if you want to get in early on the raw yeah, 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 you know yeah. 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 now, is, now yeah. is the time to yeah. go. Uh,
1: talk to us about the guards in general, and you know uh, again it goes through kind mm. of peaks and troughs in mm. terms of it's uh, the spotlight being thrown on uh, the force in the the local and national media. One of the things that's kind of a recurring theme is that of shortages, you know, and yep. recruitment. Mm. Um, Minister Macklin he was recently on, you yeah. know, saying we have so many going into Temple What's the situation locally?
7: Yeah, um, locally I suppose every guard division has lost has lost numbers. Um, we can really put the call out. We're saying to people there's talk even of an age increase. Mm. Now I joined late. I was 34, Edward. Mm. And I only joined when they uh, uh, when they brought in the last age extension mm. from 27. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't like, it's a fact we have locally and in every guard division lost numbers.
1: Is it a good job?
7: It's a great job in the way that every day uh, has a potential to be different with incredible highs and indeed lows. Mm-hmm. I suppose you might, I suppose it's very hard to talk to you uh at the moment, with our horrific uh, sure. r- uh, recent instance, and those are those are definitely some of the lows and devastating.
1: I was actually talking a friend of mine was saying, you know, that they hoped the same personnel weren't involved in in the recovery mm. of the two accidents. The two we're talking, yeah. of course, are are very closely uh, geographically aligned in terms of Clonmel and and Cashel. But I mean, whilst that has been. Catapulted into the kind of the national media. There is incidents of this happening every day. We heard Liz O'Donnell on the radio Mm. the other day, and she was talking about it. You know, the I heard some Chief Inspector of the Guard saying that the numbers have inflated
7: this year Mm. to this point. So, or twenty road traffic accidents are not going away. No, they're not. And it's now when you say. that friend of yours hoping it wasn't the same people i know some colleagues from the unit i work alongside who attended three of the fatal collisions last year in kilkenny in a row right and and it is kind of devastating it's very uh it is very and i cannot but put the fire service and the um And the paramedics in exactly the same thing. So, yeah, at those scenes, they are devastating. Are the supports there, Andy, to support you? There are. There are people of different ways. And, you know, I suppose the old-fashioned way would have... Here. The old-fashioned way would have been the same way. Uh, Every problem would have been sorted uh, in this country. And, yes, there are counselling services available. But... Uh, And that are offered after traumatic incidents and they moved in. But it's very hard, you see, to know what's traumatic for one person, Mm. you know, and sometimes it can be the thing that um, uh, I remember an incident a number of years ago. And there was a a tragic incident involving a child. And someone said, oh, look, it'd be better for our sergeant to go out for that because he'd be hardier. And I said, no, he's actually got a child of that age. Mm. It's not going to be easier. He'll Mm. do it. He'll yeah. do it because it's his job Profession, and his duty. Yeah. But it's not uh, easy for anybody. It's it's no, it's not easy for anybody. But I suppose our appeal, Edward, is like I stopped someone yesterday. I've to you, right? Mm-hmm. I was on the guards call them push bikes. Everyone else calls them bikes, right? <laughs> but, but I was on my bike in the town centre yesterday. And I was saw saw this child in improperly restrained in the front of a recent model uh, SUV. The child just had the belt over the lap, was sitting sideways, and the and the shoulder belt kind of tucked away, because the child wasn't big enough and needed a booster cushion. Strategic. Yeah, so uh, I, I said I'm going to cycle up and, uh, and and stop that car. And the next thing I came up to the car, and I said, "Oh, there's a the traffic light. That's convenient. I'll talk to him at the lights. And we'll see, and we'll decide on the best course of action." Sometimes a caution Edward, is still good. Uh, uh. And the car went through the orange light as it turned red. Loads of time, just straight across red. So I pulled in the driver. I said, and he wound down the window, and I said, and uh, he wound down the window to talk. I said, I think, sir, we'll talk outside the vehicle, because I, you know, you can't have this conversation in front, in of, front of, a of a
1: child. Yeah. And I just said,
7: Have we not enough? Have we not enough? And we have to answer ourselves those questions. When we do the little things, ah, sure, it'd be grand do that. Look, it'd be grand check my phone. It'd be grand not change that set of tyres. will uh, be grand to have that extra drink. It'd be grand do that extra 30 kph. It'd be grand not to put my children in a proper restraint. We need to, we need to think consequences. We need to think, you know, and um, we're never going to stop uh, although, it's funny, one manufacturer, mm-hmm. I believe Volvo, are actually trying to, are, are piloting a thing for uh, the ze- Yeah, zero fatal collisions by such and such a year, involving well, their vehicles, but who knows? Wouldn't that be great?
1: Texture says it's very important we get guard on the streets of Kilkenny. We love... Uh, in capital letters to see Andy flying around on his bike. So well done, Andy says the texter. And that is your push bike. There is a kind of there has been an narrative in recent weeks, Andy, with regard to Kilkenny City, and a fear that you know the main streets, the kind of the, mm. the, the, the 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 central business area of Kilkenny, is at risk and has been compared to the to the crimes that are happening on O'Connell Street at the moment.
7: Uh, every, I suppose, every town. Uh, Village and city will have will will have its instance. Most of the people we talked to still still would suggest that uh, that that um, that Kilkenny is definitely one of the much more pleasant urban Mm. areas to go around. But yeah, um, but not without problem. Not no, there isn't an area without problem. I mean, obviously, uh, the ranks above me. Will decide strategy for uh-huh. for uh, for different operations as they see fit. I mean, look, we're um, we're rank based organisation. So uh-huh. uh, at at guard level, I'm I'm there on the floor. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and we will go as uh, uh, as directed. But no. I know it is a priority. I know the safety uh, and security of people on the streets and in businesses is is, is a priority of our superintendent, uh, um, Aidan Brennan, hundred um, percent, and by also, so. Uh, We'll, we'll look forward to seeing what, results, what yeah. results
1: will be um, as a result of that. Andy, listen, the very best to look today. Uh, you're going to be the headline. I, I've decided now at this stage that we could uh, we could step down, Ted, and I think you should be the garden mascot uh, in <laughs> Kilkenny because you're always such a good uh, such a good representative <laughs> for them coming in. Oh, uh, that's here. very
7: kind of you, Edward.
1: Uh, and, and and it said it says genuinely. Uh, mm. Kicking off today at one o'clock, you'll be going um, through. The yeah the old Dublin, road, the road, roundabout, Dublin roundabout, road roundabout the
7: Ring Road extension as we both yeah. call it really yeah uh, uh, so right round the outer circle of the Ring Road to Coma Road okay lovely. all the way in well Ashling
1: and I Park. are going out for our lunch so we'll have to be darted into town quickly before uh, before we get caught up in the parade as yeah, well yeah and then come <laughs> up after absolutely no doubt no doubt we'll have our own blue lights on coming up <laughs> perfect
5: <laughs> Andy right. lovely to talk thank to you. Thanks you so much that is
1: bye the bye. National Services blue light Light parade and static display taking place today, uh, right in Kilkenny City. Let's take a little break and uh, we'll be back just after this.
8: Shepherd's Irish Auction House presents its Shepherd's Interior Sale on the 5th and 6th of September, featuring exquisite paintings, prints, fine furniture, carpets, rugs, lamps, and highly collectible objects. We are pleased to welcome members of the public to beautiful downtown Durrow this Saturday, Sunday, and Monday from 10am to 5pm to preview the collection by telephone, commission or online.
2: Visit shepherds.ie to view the online catalogue. That's shepherds.ie Hello everyone, Sean Swan, Swan's Electrical Expert Carlo here. Lots of traffic back on the roads again in the mornings and afternoon with all the children back to school. So do take extra care. We have lots of back to school and college offers. 14-inch laptop bundle with bag, mouse and internet security only €199. Euro. Samsung 10.5-inch tablets only €179. Euro. Asus 15.6-inch laptop with Office 365 included only €349. Euros. Epson tag printers only €199. Euro. Nokia mobile phones only 49.95 plus a large range of shred- and laminators in stock. Do shop local at Swan's Electrical Superstore Strawhall Carlo where quality
0: counts. He's the host with the most, and this is the Saturday show with Edward Hayden.
1: Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show with Edward Hayden. And lovely to have you back in with us uh, here. 9696 is our dinnersready.ie contact line. Uh, our texture says, no guard on the street today, Saturday. Talk to the super and get the guard out. Do you know what I was thinking during the ad break when I was reading that text um, and Ashley might look it up she 's after joining us here in the in the studio. She joined us. She might look it up on her phone and find the name of the village in Clare because there was the detect or the the assistant chief invigilator or whatever their name was on the radio with Brian Jobson the other day and they were talking about the Boundary Commission and there was a village in East Clare so I think there was over 300 and something submissions to the Boundary Commission in terms of uh, their their work and 145 of them came from a village in East Clare. Now I have a feeling it could be beginning with B I can't think of the village. Maybe the village doesn't matter. But 145 people had written in that they didn't want to be voting in the Limerick constituency. And, kel surprise, they are now not voting in the Limerick constituency constituency because of the power of the swell of letters so maybe people might decide to write a letter if they're, uh, if they're aggrieved or they might decide, decide to get a body of people uh, to come together and and write a letter. I did think it was interesting, Bally, I wonder is it Bally Glass or is there a town cup I don't know, I can't think of it and I heard it again this morning, but um, they wrote. And of course, with regard to the Boundary Commission, I'm wondering what people uh, are thinking about it. I know it was covered on KCLR Live during the week and there's that little, uh, the, that little wing up in Orlingford um, Galmoy direction that's now being cut off and sent in uh, across the border and uh, people being been uh, very unhappy with that. I'm wondering which of our um, TDs, our sitting TDs that will impact. There was great speculation that uh, the Ferrybank leg was going to be cut off and sent into Washford. So I'm wondering was there a kind of a swell of letters from those in South Kilkenny to try and hold on to Ferrybank and maybe we were we were caught napping up in the north of the county. I'm not sure. Uh, let us know your thoughts. 083 306-9696. It's our dinners ready dot iE contact line. We were saying to you there that there's an awful lot of trauma going on at the minute. Um, let's just play a little tiny bit of music um to to kind of take that time out. Mag said we must take a time out. Here is a tiny little piece. It's from the sound of music, and it's when um Captain Von Trapp sings Edelweiss. Edelweiss.
5: Every morning you greet me Small and white, clean and bright You look happy to meet me Blossom of snow, may you bloom and grow and grow for ever, Adel Vice, Vice, bless my homeland for Happy to
1: meet me. Isn't it beautiful? Nice to just take a little bit of time. And as I said, uh, we offer that to all this morning who might need a little bit of time out. A swell of texts coming in with regard to the presence of Guardi on the street. Texters suggesting that the parade is a good uh, PR initiative Um but uh would would would, would advocate for Gardhy on the street or would take Garthi on the street, I think in preference to the blue light parade is uh the message or the sentiments I'm getting from some of the texts here this morning. Uh I'm wondering if Gathabon is now part of North Tip says um a a texter. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know if it's not very close to it is, but um we might be able to to get that on a map as well. Now um listen we have great news in KCLR HQ because the lovely Ashling Macdonald has returned to us and we're going to chat with Ashling just after the next ad break, see how she got on, see what way life is with her and um, yeah I suppose certainly just celebrate her return to us here Now you're very welcome back 083 306 9696 Data E contact line Great song, say hello to Johnny and Nuala in Kinsale in Cork uh, says Mags in Kilkenny. Now she's in the house, here is the welcome back song
0: Especially for <laughs> I, let I was trying you to find a song, and I found this tonight because nice, they both missed each other so much. Can All I the time enjoy? we were apart, I thought of you. You were in my heart. My love never
5: changed. I still feel the same.
1: Especially for you, how lovely to see you back!
0: Oh,
1: joy we're to the world! Back
8: together. I thought that song was more appropriate than um, you know that would take that back for good. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just think it's best. for you? Are you telling so. me something.
1: Yes. <laughs> are you trying to tell me?
8: No, I thought we were more kind of Kylie and um, Kylie and Jason rather than. Gary Barlow and Robbie Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Straight, <laughs> from Straight from neighbours.
8: Straight from neighbours, there you go. Ashling, listen, on.
1: doesn't time just pass in a minute?
8: <gasps> Edward, can you believe it? Do you know it is? It's I think it's longer than six is it? No, it's six months I'd say. When the child yeah, it's been about six months since we've been together.
1: Yeah, when did you
4: well, when did you head you off?
8: I left you for In the biblical sense. In the biblical sense. With child. Uh, with child at the end of January. Oh so February, March, April, May, June, July. Oh, my goodness. Nearly seven months. What can I say? Oh, sure. Listen, we're back together now. That's all that matters.
1: And listen, you've been taking to, uh, of course, uh, second, second baby,
8: second baby. Yes, yes, yes. Two boys now, so my hands are. Very House close. of Men. You have House of Men. Exactly, but no, it's all great. Thank God. Little Sean is. Um, yeah, he's nearly seven months, and he's doing great. Big brother Luke is. We the best have a Sean brother. each
1: now. I have a nephew Sean.
8: There you go. So we have a Sean have and a connection. um, great connections. Great name as well. Um, mm. a lovely Irish name. So yeah, no, all is great, thank God. How is um, he is doing,
1: Ashlyn? Give us the use the the mm. motherly thing, sleeping. No. Okay. So no,
8: no, I have nothing positive <laughs> to say about sleep. <laughs> all he's really cute. Let's just say he's got a lovely little cute face, but he doesn't like to sleep. So um no, so there's no sleeping um there's no sleeping at home, but sure, listen, we wouldn't have it any other way, no, would we? I keep no, telling no. myself that you don't need sleep.
1: Well you're not showing any signs of it anyway. Oh, there you go, makeup's a great thing. That's all I have to say. Well listen, I say that every day I come in here. Um <laughs> It's, it's a great thing uh, that's why I'm on the radio I think there you go um, but anyway he's great and how did Luke take to him you know you hear tell of because of, yeah, Luke yeah. is is now what five if he's
8: five he'll be six now in November so Luke got a bit of a shock when we came home from hospital when he saw how small Sean was I think yes. he thought he would have like a ready-made kind of goalkeeper
0: yeah. you know someone
8: there ready to play with and uh, Sean because that's what a brother suggests exactly that is not the case but you listen Sean is well able to sit up now so he sits um, he kind of he just sits there and uh, you know we can take you know we can take little shots off him uh, with the small little football so it's kind of like it only really took him six months to be able to sit up and uh, yeah. entertain him but no they're great great little brothers and they'll be the best little friends I'm sure growing up together
1: how fabulous and Ashling, in terms of then the maternity leave I mean mm. you were such a a, a big part of here with the to show and a few other bits and pieces uh, besides and presenting yourself. You know, how did you kind of find, you know, taking that foot off the pedal? Yeah, it was a big
8: change. Do you know, it really was. But I have to say, I kind of kept my hand in uh, in other kind of few little jobs going on as well. Uh-huh. Do you know, just to, just to keep everything going. But uh, no, it's great to be back. I was here with you during the week when we interviewed That's Richard right. Cook. So it was lovely to see you here. I mean, we've seen, each other outside of Casey Alore um, a few party. times the famous party but we ever
1: forget your trip it. to Greg Norman. oh lads I
8: had some trip to Greg Norman. it was uh, it wasn't it was my a first trip. time it was a trip I'll be back again soon for sure but no we had a great time but listen it's lovely to be back here um, I love the buzz it's been great I've actually got a few phone calls from our listeners as well which is lovely as well so it's great every kind of touch and base again and it's great to be back with you
1: everybody loves you everybody loves
8: you oh, sure,
1: and Ashling. of of course, you know the Saturday the gig for this show, mm. and I know you do lots of others. besides, you know, there's a bit of uh, egg over a walia, yeah, and then it's the Saturday morning on site yeah. here.
8: It is. Yeah, you know, we do a lot of work during the weekend. We're yes. doing, we have a lot of preparation to do. I mean, now already, I'd like to kind of call it our new season of the yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Show and let <laughs> should me we have you. a launch?
1: <laughs> 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 When's the launch? <laughs>
8: <laughs> One o'clock today. and no, I'm joking. Yeah, um, but only no, two There you go. <laughs> but we have so much coming up for this season on the Saturday show. Even you know we've been a ke- couple keeping of in. special
1: little tricks, up our sleeve. little
8: special tricks, and special people as well that will be joining us. So I'm very, very excited for the next few months ahead. And uh, yeah, it's going to be great. I think.
1: It certainly is. It certainly is. And Ashling, in terms then of uh, getting up and getting out and looking as glam as you do on a Saturday morning, how did uh, how did this morning feel? I think the Lord woke me up this morning because I didn't charge my phone last oh, night. No, my phone. I plugged it in, but I didn't oh, have it plugged in alarm. right.
8: Oh well, there so, you
1: go. Um, yeah, the Lord woke me up. You knew, you knew <laughs> Other you than that, you could have be been had to
8: See me, welcome back, Ashling. No, it was fine. Sure, listen, we were up with um, you know with the non-sleepers anyway, so it was nice to. But it was nice actually, kind of get up and get ready and go out and do something. Do you know for yourself, which is always nice as well. But I uh, know it was great. Um, I had a lovely morning, actually nice, relaxing breakfast made for me, coffee in the little takeaway coffee cup, you know, the plastic ones from home. Yes. And uh, off I went to my car. I didn't know myself getting into the car without everybody else, without bags, bottles, car seats, the whole shebang. just myself, my handbag, and my running order for you.
1: And we're going out to play today. We're going a little play. out a
8: little play today. The launch, as we said, of yes. this um, this season of the Saturday. So it's uh, It's very, very exciting. And listen, yourself and Amy did a wonderful job over the last few months as well, keeping the show on the road. And I've obviously been listening in every Saturday morning as well. <laughs> you
1: lie, you lie.
8: <laughs> oh goodness, I have to listen in because I'm thinking, what are they Can't doing Can't let the standard me? drop. Cannot let the standard drop. But you didn't, you did a great job. No,
1: and we must say congratulations to Amy who spent uh, the summer here with us here mm. in KCLR and she did lots of things. She was uh, filling in for everybody she was Edwina, she was Ashling. she was Ethna, she Great was girl. Sue, she was everybody. So well done to Amy. And uh, she's Egdol uh, Erashko Kaloshtha, uh, uh, the Shaktan the, the, Shakhuin. Uh, so we wish her all the best with that. Definitely. And, and um, she's a
8: nice little Saturday morning lion.
1: Of course, because the Saturday morning lion are scarce in this game. <laughs> very,
8: very scarce.
1: Now, I did tell her, of course, and you know that the value of having, you know, working with Edward Hayden on her CV will be amazing. Usher, listen. That's a door opener.
8: Anywhere. (laughs) Hollywood, here she comes. (laughs) Hollywood, or maybe the new, um, the new Channel Five drama oh. that's starting on Monday. I'm very excited. About he was that. lovely
1: during the week, wasn't oh, he, Richard? Listen, Cook. He's just brilliant.
8: Yeah. He's brilliant. But I'm really looking forward to that. So there you go. We might even see Amy at.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And life is good. Other than that, Ashling, yeah,
8: life is great. Edward, keeping busy. Um, Jack back to school. Uh, yes, back to school was last Wednesday, so that was exciting. Senior infants, Nina and Vora in the Gwale Skull. So loving that. Great to see all the buddies again new moon tory um so yeah it's really really exciting i always find september it's quite like a january i feel like we all try to kind of get into new uh, you wouldn't say new new year's jesus i
1: was trying to get into a navy shirt this morning and that didn't go that well (laughs) so don't talk to me about getting into things
8: but you know we like to kind of restart in september you're one of those people as well i kind of think september i can feel like i can take on more no
1: ashton you could take on anything (laughs) All those years ago, you decided to take me on and uh, And look at us
8: now. (laughs) Look at us now. now.
1: We've been together. I'd love to. I was actually talking to Edwina DeGrasse the other day about this, of course, because I started, I think, in 2012. I'm 11 years kind of knocking around now, not wasn't full time for a while. Um, doing a bit of cover and fiddling and slotting in here and there for a while, but I'd actually love to know how long I'm at it and. Of course, you and I were together at the start, and then you kind of took a you little hiatus. at us.
8: the start. Then I left you for a little while, and then I got the call to come back. Sure, we must be back together two years, maybe or oh,
1: more. I'd say what?
8: three more. years. Are we?
1: Perhaps, perhaps. Time is always so pleasant. There you
8: go. Anyway, listen, the
1: listeners and I are delighted to have you back. So thank you for coming back back. to
8: us. Oh, there you go. I couldn't leave you for too much longer.
1: The guards should check every single tractor and trailer on the roads. Uh, They should check them going into the Mart. On Mart Day, there's some dangerously defective farm machinery travelling on our roads. Uh, There should be a national campaign on TV and radio telling the farmers to make sure their vehicles are roadworthy. Also, a strong advisory campaign directed to the young tractor drivers to get off their phones whilst driving heavy machinery. So says a texter to the show this morning and that concludes uh, our show this morning as well. Davy Cashin is up next. Brendan Hennessy is in the building. I turned on the show last night expecting uh to go to bed with Brendan Hennessy, but it was uh, it was Owen Carey was man and the manning the decks last night as well. So I don't know what Brendan was spinning, but he wasn't spinning the discs last night. Anyway, he's in the building now we'll have a bit of soft talk. Martin Bridgman is in the well, There's more people in the building this morning. I feel like it's a Monday or a Tuesday. The place is packed. Listen, the King of Cool has just entered as well. Davy Cashin is as Well, the ladies' favourite is joining us here uh, from ten or from twelve until two with the Saturday brunch, but not before we get the news with the lovely Angela Doyle Stewart. Uh, I might, oh, I won't be back next week. Actually, I'm not here next week. I have a little sospiog uh, next week, and I'll see you after that. Talk to you guys. God bless.